How excited should you continue to be about rookies Anthony Richardson, C.J. Stroud, Puka Nakua, and Devin Achan? It's time to break it down right here and right now. Let's begin another edition of Locked On Fantasy Football. You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. We're your destination to become the smartest fantasy football player in your league. We're part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, your fantasy football team every day. I'm one of your co-hosts, Vinny Ironrun. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL fantasy and betting for SportingNews.com. Hey, hey, I'm Michelle Majuk, researcher at NFL Network and fantasy analyst at NFL.com. Yeah, Michelle, uh, it's exciting here to be on a Monday with you as we flip the page slowly from week four to week five. But we've got to look at some exciting stuff that went down on Sunday. And uh, we'll dive right into it here in a moment. But I'll first tell you this episode of Locked On Fantasy Football is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked On NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash Locked On NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. All right, we got to talk rookies. We teased it right at the top of the show, but these guys just keep coming through. And uh, you know who I'm talking about, Anthony Richardson, C.J. Stroud. They're both QB1s right now, just killing it week after week. They're going out there and playing really well. Puka Nakua, he finally <laughs> scored, and he scored a game-winning touchdown. And then Devin Achan, can he do it again? Yes, he can. What oh, nice. a performance. Yeah, sorry about that. But yeah, the rookies. And uh, don't forget about Bijan getting that 100 yards as well uh, early on Sunday morning. Yeah, this Anthony Richardson is turning into one of the best fantasy quarterbacks like that you can have right now. If you drafted him, you are thrilled, especially where he was going. I mean, he was being drafted around those Deshaun Watts and, and Dak Prescott's and much later than some other guys that are like really disappointing. So Anthony Richardson was a fabulous pick. But right now he's the quarterback, two in fantasy points yeah. per game behind only Justin Herbert and he gets the Titans and the Jaguars over the next two weeks. I think that's, those are plenty good matchups for him, but yeah, maybe he won't be able to run as much on the Titans, but he's going to get it done. And he's just an every week must play moving forward. His rushing floor just gives him such a, a nice, you know, ceiling and safety net when it comes to fantasy points. Yeah. He just needs to be trailing big. I think that's the biggest thing is, <laughs> Real big. He plays better when he's down 23 to nothing than any other time. So, yeah, he's bringing it. I also impressed. Uh, you probably were not thrilled if you had Michael Pittman Jr. that none of the action went toward him. So I was impressed that he was spreading the ball around, making the plays he needed to make with his legs, with his arm downfield. And you got to credit Shane Steichen for this because there's been a little bit of that mojo loss from Jalen Hurts. I think he's getting it back now. But Shane Steichen, the system – Putting a player in the system that's going to succeed is always going to work. And I think you're seeing that with Andrew Richardson. Look, I've just been conservative with the rookie quarterback. I've seen this a lot. But this year, I think you throw out everything you know about rookies. Just forget <laughs> it. There's a lot of veterans that are stinking. And you just say, look, what does this rookie look like and what is he doing? And C.J. Stroud 
to me looks like a veteran out there. He's surveying the field. He's not making mistakes. He's being aggressive and throwing the ball downfield. I don't know how he's doing it, to be honest with you, because I looked at this matchup. I thought they were going to destroy him up front with the pass rush. I don't know what happened there with your Steelers, Michelle, but no offensive line, essentially. He's throwing downfield. He's zipping it into Nico Collins. That's been a red-hot fantasy combination. So it's very interesting. I like it that Richardson's doing it with a little bit of his legs, but Stroud is pretty much doing it with his arm. And this has just been a lot of fun to watch. And I think these guys are not just like bench guys, every week deciding guys. I think you just might play them that going forward. Yeah, you really do, especially Nico Collins and C.J. Stroud. Like, I don't think C.J. Stroud is a must-play every week because I don't think he has a super high ceiling, right? Like, every week it's been two passing touchdowns. So it's not like he's putting up monster games, but he's been very consistent at 20-plus points each of the last three weeks. He's only played four NFL games, so that's extremely impressive. It does break my heart that he looked fantastic against the Steelers. It also breaks my heart that he put up 306 passing yards, and, like, none of them went to Tank Dell. So it seems yeah. like Nico Collins and Tank Dell are kind of going to switch on and off between their weeks. Yeah. But with how well they're both doing, I think it's still fine to plug in Tank Dell and just like I think he'll get back on track and it will be inconsistent. He's a rookie wide receiver, but Nico Collins just has way too high of a ceiling and he's done it a, a couple times now, a few times now actually this year where he's just had a really nice fantasy week. So Nico Collins should be an every week starter. I mean, he has this six most uh, receiving yards in the league right now. So it's been a really great start to the year for Collins. Yeah, it's another offensive system, right? They borrowed it from the 49ers and got the right personnel for it. And now you're seeing it uh, come to fruition here. I mean, Nico Collins and Tank Dell are going to be their combination for a while. And just we thought these uh, passing games would be inconsistent and maybe disappointing, but that has not been the case. I mean, the only guy so far in this mix, Bryce Young, has just not been – viable at all for fantasy now we know who the early rookie of the year candidate is that is leading everyone is puka nakua he goes off again he's going to have the record for the most catches by a rookie in his first five nfl games he already has it in the four games we'll see what happens with cooper cup this week against the eagles but puka nakua he did he had done everything he dominated targets he'd seen everything said where's the touchdown coming where's the touchdown coming and then over time, he streaks into the end zone. He finally scored. That was the only thing missing from his resume early in the season. He gets it. And it'll be interesting to see how they use him in Cooper Cup. But again, speaking of those other guys who didn't go off, Tutu Atwell also cooled off in this game. So it'll be interesting because Puka lines up a lot where Cooper Cup would. But I don't know if you can keep him off the field. This could be a very similar situation to Cooper Cup and Robert Woods from a few years ago in this McVay offense. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how Puka is used with Cooper Cup back because yeah. Nakua is just, I mean, he's doing what Cooper Cup did in 2021 when he broke like every, like he was the offensive player of the year, but just absolutely amazing in 2021, right? Led the league with over 1,900 receiving yards. But through four weeks, uh, Puka Nakua actually has more targets, receptions, and receiving yards than Cooper Cup had in those first four weeks in 2021. So he is trending to even destroy those numbers. But now with Cooper Cup coming back, like the targets have to go down. The receiving work has to go down, but he's still just so stinking good. First player in NFL history to have 100 plus receiving yards in three of his first four games. What he's doing is truly impressive. And I know Cooper Cup comes back, but you just got to keep playing him until, you know, we see otherwise, like we see if 
if his targets just plummet, but I doubt that happens. They get the Eagles, the Cardinals, and the Steelers the next three weeks. I mean, those are three really nice matchups for one. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of passing there in those games, too, um, depending what's on the other side. But the Eagles could be just an extremely high-scoring game where everyone just passes all the time. I could see that happen this week. So uh, let's see if Cooper Cup returns. If not, Nakua is in another great spot. I mean, we liked him in DFS. We liked him in prop bets. He really came through. And that was seemed like almost stealing money there when uh, playing Puka this week. So those are the three biggest storylines. We're getting you into our starting 11, kicking off another great week here on Locked On Fantasy Football. We'll get into, of course, uh, eight more stories to talk about beyond these rookies. And we'll talk a little bit more rookies, I think, in our next segment. So we'll get into that. I told you at the top that this episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. And I have another word for them as well. Yeah, LinkedIn Jobs is the place you want to go if uh, you're trying to nail it out of the park with your new hires. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You'll be 100% certain that you have the access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's very easy to just build a job there that you want to advertise and have it uh, available to the applying public then add your job in that purple hashtag hiring frame to your linkedin profile to spread the word that you're hiring simple tools such as screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview with hire it's why small businesses rate linkedin jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors linkedin jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster Post your job absolutely for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. All right, Michelle, it is uh, time to continue the show and uh, talk about our biggest takeaways. Now, we were talking rookies before the break. There's another rookie that went off again. Only eight carries for Devin Kane. He had 11 touches overall. He gets two more touchdowns. He was the leader in snaps and route runs over Raheem Mostert in the game against the Bills. Now the Dolphins got rolled in this game, but Akan just keeps on bringing it here, and he looks like the best fantasy asset, even when maybe Tiger Kill and Jen Waddler slow down. Yeah, I mean, apparently A-Chan may have taken over this role. Mostert really struggled. Seven carries, nine yards, but I, I don't really know what you do because you can't feel great about plugging in a guy into your starting lineup every week if you're not going to get more than eight carries, right? Like, that's not enough. But they also did get destroyed by the Bills. Like, it was never really a, a super close game. It, it got out of hand pretty quick. And Josh Allen was scoring a lot of points. I mean, the Bills just look so good. Their defense looks so good. It's going to be really hard to play anyone against them, especially like if you can't even play the Dolphins offense because Tyreek Hill got shut down for Tyreek Hill, right? 58 yards and three receptions. That's shutting down Tyreek Hill. Jalen Waddle didn't do much of anything. And then again, like Tua didn't have a good fantasy day either. He's now had two great fantasy days and two pretty bad fantasy days. Uh, talking about Tua Tungavailola here. But I do just think moving forward, you keep playing all of these guys, obviously definitely Hill and Waddle, but I also still think A-Chain and Mostert and Tua because they get the Giants, the Panthers, and the Eagles. At least against the Giants and the Panthers, they're going to, you know, 
be in that game, let alone probably destroy them. So they're they're definitely just guys. If you want those huge blow up weeks, you got to just keep playing them. Yeah, unfortunately, there's always going to be someone left out of the mix. We've seen this with the 49ers offense. We talk about it every week is that there's room for Brandon Ayuk after Christian McCaffrey, but you're looking around who else can get the ball. We didn't see George Kill and Debo Samuel doing it all that much. So I think that's just the nature of these offenses. They're going to find the one matchup they like. And I feel like an underrated storyline is that Mostert was still okay. I don't think his day would have been terrible if he had gotten the typical goal line work, right? It would have been okay. I know he was uh, disappointing compared to last week and looking at the explosive plays Chan made, but I think it's underrated that Jalen Waddle might be affected by this a little bit because these are short area space receivers, right? That's what he was. He was averaging less than 10 yards of catch before they open things up with Tua after the catch. So I'm a little bit worried that you're going to just have to accept that it's not going to be as consistent. It's now instead of really, we knew it was going to be two guys for the most part. And then the running back, whoever it was, Jeff Wilson or Mostert or going in a different direction. But then you didn't have these other receivers being involved, right? Durham Smythe is getting just enough annoying work. Braxton Berrios is being involved. That didn't used to happen, right? Behind Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle as much. It was just these two guys. So I don't know. There's just a certain amount of mouths to feed. And and if Mike McDaniel is just fascinated with a can all over the field, uh, it's going to eat into some of these other guys. I I wouldn't be too worried, but just keep that in mind when you're playing them that there's going to be weeks where some of these guys might disappear because there's more – mouths to feed at this very moment uh, in Miami. Now, Bills look fantastic. I mean, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis. What else can we say there? James Cook even scored. So a great game for them. And uh, defensively, we'll see without Tredavious White again. Another injury for him. So that could hurt them a little bit. Still a very tough defense all around against uh, everything an offense does here. Now, one defense that's not good is the Bears, but they faced a defense that seemingly was worse in the Broncos this week, and Justin Fields was perfect. I think he was started the game 12 for 12 with a top passer rating of 158.3. Perfection from him as a passer goes for 338 yards in this game against Denver, and they still somehow lose it because he makes a couple of bad mistakes at the end. So I don't know. They're playing the Commanders this week, short week, Thursday night. Do you believe any of this will last, or is it just a product of the Broncos? Listen, this is what we said. Uh, play Justin Fields this week because they're against the Broncos. And it was going to be a good game, even though he really struggled to start the year. But, I mean, four touchdowns. He was the quarterback, either two or four, depending on what scoring league format you play in with passing touchdowns. But he was fantastic, right? In fantasy. And yeah. oh, most of the game. Really? But against Washington, I do think he's playable. But I would also consider trading him off of that good yeah. week. I will also say after Washington, he gets the Vikings, Raiders, and Chargers. So there are good matchups coming up. He did have a really hard start to the season against the Packers, at the Buccaneers, and at the Chiefs. Those are three good defenses. So uh, maybe things open up for him. I don't think you have to sit him, but it's not going to be as easy as it was against the Broncos. That's for sure. Yeah, it's a good sign, again, that he's getting it done, not necessarily depending all on his legs. It's nice to have that cheat code. We've seen it with Anthony Richardson, but – it's good to just diversify, right? Anthony Richardson's a great fantasy football quarterback right now because he's also putting the ball in the end zone through the air, which is important here. So, look, Justin Fields is going to be a little bit sloppy. It's going to be questionable from week to week. Maybe they just uh, got out of his head a little bit, and there's no Chase Claypool. There's uh, something going on there. So maybe simplifying the offense a little bit, going just to 
the three guys, right? DJ Moore and Cole Komet and Darnell Mooney. And just keep it simple. Maybe that's the whole stage. And uh, we'll get into Zach Wilson here that uh, I think very similar things were happening there in a similar offense for him on the Sunday night. So we'll get into that. Now, some offenses that were just atrocious. Uh, <laughs> It's hard for me to talk about any of these because I've had some attachments to all these in fantasy. Number one, I have Joe Burrow. I've just been disappointed. I've had to pivot in a different direction here. But I don't know what's going on. We thought this was a smash spot here against the Titans. Didn't get anything done, not even in garbage time. Then you had T. Higgins. We'll get on his injury later. But he was knocked out with a fractured rib here. It was pretty brutal. Jamar Chase still hasn't scored a touchdown in four weeks. I don't know what to do with this Bengals offense. I want to invest more in it. I want to play these people because I know it could blow up. I don't even know right now. The Cardinals and Seahawks are on the schedule next, Michelle. I don't know if I could go with uh, Joe Burrow again. I just don't know. Like you, I don't know if they're disclosing a lot about his injury and that he's, he's not right, but there's something a little off here, and I think there's another situation like this as well. Yeah, luckily you can keep playing Jamar Chase. He still came through with an okay day in PPR. Yeah. Like he was fine with seven receptions, seventy-three yards. Like that's a that's a day you'll take. You want more out of Chase, but that's fine. It looked like on the first drive they were going to get going. I mean, I think Higgins had his all of his nineteen yards on the first drive. I know he got injured pretty early in that game, but Chase also had a, a good amount of yards the first drive, and then everything just like died off. And if they came and do it against the Texans and they get destroyed against them. Like like you said, it's two nice matchups upcoming, right? But we expect Joe Burrow's not going to get healthy in those two weeks. And then after that, it's a bye week, the 49ers, the Bills, the Texans, and the Ravens. So let's say, you know, over the, these next three weeks, it, it takes him to get healthy. Then you have a brutal stretch of games. It's not going to be pretty for Joe Burrow, I don't think, for fantasy at least, for a really long time. Yeah, I think you'll just have to treat him a little bit differently now. Like, you know, hopefully you have a good enough backup and you have some depth and you can go that way. I mean, you should have a good backup now. There's been a lot of quarterbacks emerge. Jordan Love, Sam Howell is a nice play this week. You have C.J. Stroud. So you should have somebody. So stop maybe looking at, okay, you drafted Joe Burrow highly to be a weekly starter. You can't start Joe Burrow if he's not healthy. And, and that's basically what's happening, I think. He's not moving around well at all. And they're just forcing him into the lineup, hoping for the best. And that's not good for fantasy if you trust that type of quarterback. Speaking of putting a quarterback in that had no business playing. And I loved Chris Olave this week if it was Jameis Winston. Winston. Not with Derek Carr there. So we didn't know this. It was a big surprise. He was supposed to be ruled out here. He suits up Sunday. What does he do? This is my (laughs) one of my favorite lines is that he had the – 13 passes completed to Alvin Kamara for less than 40 yards. This is like a NFL bad record, one of those records for the most completions for the fewest yards. So he was basically throwing things maybe that were an extended handoff. He could not throw the ball downfield. Rashid Shaheed suffered. That's why Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara was like old school. I'm going to throw five to ten yards downfield. That's all I can do. And Chris Olave sitting there. He got targets. He was streaking downfield. It was so bad. So there's a this lot is of why I don't like Derek Carr has such a complex and he is yeah. so into himself that he only played. So Jameis Winston couldn't play. Like, oh, yeah. There was zero reason for him to be out there. And there, like he hurt the team 3.4 pass yards per attempt. Like he destroyed any fantasy relevance with Chris Olave. As soon as they said he was playing, I put down Chris Olave in my rankings pretty 
pretty, I mean, not as far as it needed to be. He had one reception for four yards on six targets, but it, it's also like this Camara stat line is why some people hate PPR leagues. I, I like them, but I get it when someone puts up a game like this, because Camara has a good fantasy day. Well, because he has 13 receptions and he didn't really do anything else. Yeah. Um, it was <laughs> atrocious. And they had to go to uh, New England next week. So if Derek Carr plays, I I mean, it's not going to be pretty. I don't know. Like, I, I think they should have made a change at halftime. It was clear that he didn't have it, and they just forced him in there. They only made the change when they were down and they couldn't score and they couldn't win late in the game. James Winston comes in for mop-up duty. So not what we wanted. So I think they're under fire there. Pete Carmichael Jr., I, I talked about it. Matt Canada, yeah, I think you can go after him in Pittsburgh. But Pete Carmichael Jr., I don't know. I don't like Derek Carr. In this offense, it's been underwhelming for the most part. I mean, they had one good game week one. They spread the ball around, but it takes so long to get the ball into Chris Olave's hand. This guy should be seeing it often. And I think it's a bit underrated that Derek Carr is struggling to get the ball into Chris Olave's hands the way he should. And you look at same thing. I mean, Zach Wilson is trying to do that with Garrett Wilson. <laughs> this is not that much better, folks. I mean, I don't know what to say. It's just they need to think about a change here. And uh, Look, uh, these are just two of the offenses that uh, we did like. And uh, we'll get into one more offense that disappointed, but for good reason here in our final segment. We'll also look at Zach Wilson and what's coming up here for the Jets. Can they build on that performance against the Chiefs? So things to look at there in our final segment. But, Michelle, we have to hear from another one of our sponsors. Yeah, this episode is brought to us from FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and enjoy the NFL season. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, Vinny. So not my Steelers were not the only AFC North team to just completely stink it up in week four. However, the Browns did have an excuse, right? They didn't have their starting quarterback. Dorian Tompkins, what's his full name? <laughs> Dorian Thompson Robinson or DTR. You can call him DTR. Thank you. Um, he looked good in the preseason, right? But yeah. not so much in a regular NFL game through three interceptions, zero touchdowns. I mean, it just wasn't pretty. The whole offense struggled. Jerome Ford never got it going. Amari Cooper, one reception for 16 yards on six targets. Now they did come out to say Deshaun Watson was fully um, like he could have played. Uh, he was evaluated. They said he could play, but Watson didn't feel comfortable playing. So he didn't. But that should mean that he will. <laughs> be back they have a bye week in week five so maybe that's why he wanted the week off to get fully healthy but then in week six they get the 49ers which isn't great so I don't know if you're going to be able to play Deshaun Watson for a while or Jerome Ford like this is what something we did bring up about Jerome Ford's schedule when people were picking him up so yeah it's going to be a couple weeks before I would ever even consider plugging in Jerome Ford and also Watson but definitely for Amari Cooper Deshaun Watson needs to get back yeah, this is pretty bad. And I literally like Dorian Thompson Robinson. I, he showed some flashes, but it's a lot different when you're 
not mentally prepared to start, right? I mean, Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson looked like he was going to start. And so the rookie was just not prepared all week. Like if Deshaun Watson, say, was knocked out and ruled out early in the week, then he can practice and get the reps and all that. So it was tough. I quickly pivoted there. I picked the <laughs> Browns to win, but it quickly changed the Ravens to win. And I thought, okay, I didn't think the Ravens offense was going to go off the way they did. But you look at the Browns, I mean, I don't know, a lot of injuries. Jack Conklin, Nick Chubb, now you have Watson. It's funny, Joe Burrow makes all that money. He's playing and maybe he shouldn't. Then you have Derek Carr playing and maybe shouldn't. And Watson should have played. <laughs> like, if you can go, you have to go. I mean, this is an important game, right, against the Ravens. This is the game that I would have tried to go in this one. To be like, fair, he saw another quarterback for the Browns suffer yeah. a shoulder injury and then get ran yeah. out of town because he suffered during yeah, a shoulder injury. He's got guaranteed money. Go out there. Your money yeah, is Listen, he knows this exact <laughs> coaching staff screwed over another quarterback yeah, after I playing guess. through injury. Why would you ever do that for this coaching staff? Again, yeah, I would never. Yeah, that's true. I just wish uh, Derek Carr had made the same decision here. I know, Santa, me too. With a shoulder Well, injury. because like, Derek Carr stinks healthy or not, right? I mean, yeah. he's been bad this entire year when he was healthy. So I have no idea why the Saints were so desperate for him to play without a shoulder. Like, that, yeah. like he's bad when healthy, guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, one guy that was bad when healthy, when he plays at all, is Zach Wilson. And hey, I feel bad. He had that a good bad. game. He had a good no, game. He had a very good game, but this is, a, I think it really bugged me that Rodney Harrison, after the game, was just asking Chris Jones, he was baiting Chris Jones to like say, this guy sucked and our defense sucked because we didn't play well against him. But what I have to say is they adjusted their offense. They let Zach Wilson freelance a little bit, spread the ball around. They didn't just put him into a shell. They mixed different guys in, Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb. Look, you got to run the same offense you were going to run with Aaron Rodgers, right? You can't just hold this guy back. I mean, if your offensive system is good and you can trust it, let him loose. And I think he played really well. And, I, and why this is important, Michelle, who's on the schedule next? It is the Denver Broncos who are just yep. hemorrhaging fantasy points. They're a lost team. So if you got a little well against the Chiefs, you figure that this is good. Like you might start to have some optimism, maybe a glimmer of hope for – Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall, and maybe everything's going to come back to life here. So I wouldn't get too excited yet, but you love that it's another kind of a get well game this week. Yeah. So Brees Hall will be a guy I will definitely be playing against the Broncos. I mean, again, only six carries. I don't really understand why they're not running more, but get like Dalvin Cook is not good anymore. All right. Like he's his talent compared to Brees Hall doesn't exist. But also, if you're going to play, uh, like, if you're going to put Cook on the field, then stop putting Michael Carter on the field. Why yeah. are you having three different running backs through here and giving Brees Hall so few opportunities, especially when he broke off a 43-yard run? Like, you know he's special. You know he can make those plays. He needs to be on the field more. I will say we're saying Zach Wilson had a good game, but he did miss Garrett Wilson for a, what, a 40, 50-yard touch yeah. or 40-yard touchdown. Like, he was wide open. It was a, he had a great route. He was open. All he had to do is put the ball somewhere that Garrett Wilson could possibly catch it. And he would have come down with it. Like he just put it too far. And that should have been a much bigger day for Garrett Wilson, who had 14 targets, nine receptions, 60 yards. Like you'll take nine receptions, 60 yards because like that's better than what we've been getting with Zach Wilson. But 
still, you should have really had that 100-yard in a touchdown game from him. But against Broncos next week, you're definitely playing Garrett Wilson. Would you even consider plugging in Zach Wilson? I might in a super flex league. I don't think I'm going to play him. But remember, there's a lot of bye weeks. And if you didn't invest in the quarterback, say you didn't pick up somebody with Justin Herbert off, well, you could do worse, right? I have Sam Howell on tap here to play against the Bears. I kind of planned that earlier when Herbert was off, so I'm okay with that. So I think Howell is one of the better ones. Wilson, if you're desperate here, you could go in that direction. And look, C.J. Stroud is still available in a lot of leagues. We'll get into waiver wire. So he's still out there that you can look at and is a decent matchup with the Bijan. So it's a good rookie duel going on there in that game. So one other thing we'll talk about here to close our, our starting 11 for the week Injuries, uh, T. Higgins looks like he's going to miss some time with a fractured rib. It did not look for, good for Kenny Pickett. Pat Freermuth also went down in that game. And then Mike Evans, I'm not too worried about him yet. He's had hamstring issues before. They do have a bye here. And uh, one other guy, Devontae Adams, was able to come back in. So, Michelle, I think it was an okay injury week, but definitely you got to make plans without Higgins and Probably Framuth is going to be out for a while. Pickett might see Mitchell Trubisky here here soon. So uh, it was pretty brutal. The Steelers' offense, I don't know. We talked about them being rough, and they just can't catch a break. No Deontay, no these guys. Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. I don't know what you do with anybody on the Steelers' offense. If you can trade Najee Harris after a somewhat okay game, do it. I don't know if you can. But Kenny Pickett, it, it's, he's expected to miss time, not expected to be out season long. That doesn't really matter for fantasy. You're never playing Kenny Pickett anyways. It could matter with George Pickens. But, again, I don't really want anything yeah. to do with the Steelers' offense. With Mike Evans, the Buccaneers do have a week yeah. five bye. So, hopefully, <laughs> you know, his hamstring can rest there and he'll be good to go. And T. Higgins, uh, they have a bye after this week, I believe. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so, he could miss this weeks, week. Back. Yeah. yeah. Unless he's And then Javante Williams also suffered an uh, injury, the hip injury, which yeah. Jaleel <laughs> McLaughlin, he yeah. may take over that backfield because Javante's doing nothing. Yeah, that's it was really even hard to remember that Javante Williams was on the field. <laughs> and I kind of went past that injury, but Jaleel McLaughlin looks like the guy with some upside versus Samadji P. Ryan, who was being used almost to no effect here before Javante Williams went down. And I don't know, this Broncos running game, I don't know if I love this matchup this week against the Jets, although we did see the Chiefs and Isaiah Pacheco run pretty hard. So maybe a little bit of juice will and speed will help there in that matchup. But yeah, I mean... Broncos have been a big disappointment overall, but uh, yeah, Javante Williams, I don't know if he'll ever be that high upside guy that we liked last year, unfortunately. But Russell Wilson just keeps coming through with those garbage time points, man. I mean, I guess it wasn't technically garbage time because it came back and won. Uh, But yeah, Russell Wilson keeps getting it done for fantasy, although it is quite ugly. Yeah. It is ugly, and we'll see. I don't know if I would play him against the Jets this week. And that's no, no, no. The no, battle no. of the Wilsons. I think you have to only go with Zach. <laughs> I have to say that Zach might be the better play. But we'll have all that. If you want to pick up Zach as a streamer, we'll try to give you that advice as we look at the waiver wire there on Tuesday ahead of week five. That's what we do. Thanks for making Locked on Fantasy Football your first one every day. Every day is we'll tell you how much you should think about Jaleel McLaughlin and some of these other guys that are rising. Uh, Tyler Boyd might have some value, so we'll see about that. But, uh, yeah, this has been a great uh, start to the week here with our starting 11 on Lockdown Fantasy Football. For Lockdown Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. And I'm Michelle Majuk. Bye, y'all.